September 18, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
Pedro Show. Happy Tuesday. Uh, in my pad without Brother Matt, although we had him on last week, we'll be soon doing more shows with him because he's getting more into the swing. Uh, he had some heavy stuff with his nephew. But I'm not totally man alone here in my pad and Pedro because through the miracle of Skype, those engineers in Estonia, I got uh, Louis Michaud. Uh, Yo. Yeah. Did I pronounce right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Louis Michel. That's right. Okay. Very Louis nice. Michaud. Yeah, I've been to France. <laughs> you know, they don't like to use... I like it. It's Econo. You don't want to use the last letters. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't need a T. Yeah, it's a brief, you know. <laughs> I we mean, call you like, Mike Wah. Yeah, that'd be Mike Wah. <laughs> Real short. Econo. Clipped. Anyway, uh, <laughs> are you calling me from uh, New York City or, or New Orleans? I'm calling you from Arneville, Louisiana, way out in the country. Arneville, oh yeah, right. So you're, yeah, uh, actually on the bayou, not that northwest one uh, John Fogarty's from, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Howard was telling me for a while you were in, the, in New York City, and then I know you had plans, and in fact, we're going to talk about later uh, a label and stuff to to bring. And you uh, sent a lot of music that we're going to listen to. In fact, we start off with John Coltrane. Uh, well, that was him in Penn State, 1963, doing Every Time We Say Goodbye. And then from Louis Michel and the special man, Tifi. Oh, way. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and, and what, what, what was, what project is the special man? So, uh, special man is King James, Jimmy Horn, who's been uh, doing these awesome Monday night residencies in New Orleans for quite a while. You know, it's like, 
just such a classic, classic show, classic music. And he started his own record label called Special Man Industries and got me to uh, guest on that song that he wrote. And I translated to French, Cajun French, and play accordion fiddle. And there's another one with Alinda Segarra from uh, Hooray for the Riff Raff. So he's doing a series of 45. It's really cool to be a part of. And, and where is he doing his residency at? Well, right now he's at the Saturn Bar. He's been there for quite a few years. Okay. Uh, he actually handed it to my band, the Melody Makers, for the month of July because they want they took one break during the year, and then after that they do every single Monday the rest of the year. Before that, he was at BJ's and different places, but uh, he's been at the Saturn Bar for quite a year, few years. What a great a great old old New Orleans dive that's still like it was forty years ago. Yeah, much respect. <laughs> I remember. Not as old as those days, but older days. Uh, Tulane had Mondays. Uh, they had something called the Toolbox at Tipitina's on Mondays. And I, did, ah, I got nice. to do a few of those. Yeah. So oh, wow. I saw that one. KTUL, right? You oh, know, yeah, yeah. Right. One time we even played on the campus. That was the, with Minutemen. That was quite an adventure. Uh, some frat really? boys wanted to fight D. Boone for some uh, stick. I mean, these these stickers you actually had to lick like giant stamps, so you had to kind of be kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, look, Louis, tell me your uh, earliest musical recollection. Well, my my dad, Tommy Michaud, uh, is from a family of ten, and they have a band called Les Frères Michaud, the Michaud Brothers. So, I mean, it's got to be dancing with my cousins on the little dance floors where my dad and them would be playing. Uh, and, like, you know, his his four brothers at a time. And, you know, it was always interesting. It was always – we'd always be the kids the kids in the bar or the kids in the, you know, the dance hall or whatever. And it was pretty pretty awesome way to grow up. And, but, you know, not really realizing we were special or anything, just something we did. And then, you know, finally kind of started doing it ourselves. But that's definitely, you know, it's like sometimes I hear them, those bands, those festival bands, and it always brings me back to being like four years old, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which town? Lafayette. Okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of oil uh, work there, right? Yeah, exactly. It used to be called Vermilionville because it was on Bayou Vermilion. And then Marquis Lafayette had, had come – and they were trying to honor him, and, and he never came to Lafayette, but they named it after him anyway. <laughs> yeah, I remember he did a tour. He brought a lot of paintings with him because they didn't have photographs yet. <laughs> so, like, he was handing out these paintings, but he never hit Lafayette, the town named after him. Oh, wow. No, but... I seen his yeah, apron. Exactly. I seen his Freemason apron in the memorial in Alexandria in Virginia, and it's like a big uh, pirate flag, skull and crossbones. No way. Peachy way. See, that's that's... I love that. I love the history, man, and just checking it all out. And yeah, I mean, he was like a a long, like he really helped America out back in the day, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess that's why we we're honoring him. And then uh, yeah, so Lafayette, you're right, though, became an oil town, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool place. I mean, I'm from there, but I live out in the country. I play in New Orleans a lot, but uh, man, Lafayette's it's a special place because it's like. It'll be dead one day, and then the next day it'll just be like the coolest place you've ever been to, you know. And then you go back the next day, it's like desert town. So, but you never <laughs> but not, know what not, you're gonna get. Not dry like the desert, though. A little sweaty, right? <laughs> oh, very. Yeah, you're right about. It. I mean, yeah, deserted. I should have meant like on. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You know. So, so <laughs> back home now. This was at the dance hall or something. But back home, there's probably a lot of instruments in the pad, right? Definitely, my dad played accordion. Uh, 
and he like he played harmonica to accordion. My uncle played fiddle, and uh, you know they all played guitar, stand up bass, and then they were you know some of them were vagabonds, some of them were like businessmen, and they're just a diverse family like any. But they all play music, so it was like the way to get together, and um, and uh, yeah, and, and then it goes back <clears throat> quite a few generations after that. My my great great grandma was an accordion player. Apparently her accordion is still around. And then, you know, my grandpa and all them. And then my grandpa's cousin, Forrest Michaud de Queer, apparently was like Huey Long's personal musician and played French horn with for, for Huey Long on, on his campaign trail. And apparently Huey would put a sheet over his head. There's a family tale. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but he put a sheet over his head and say, he called him Duke because he played play with Duke Ellington at one point. He said, Duke, play my song. Duke would play the song and he would put a sheet over his head and start bawling just into the music you know i mean <laughs> kingfisher <laughs> so 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 as consequence you probably got into music early playing right yeah oh yeah yeah uh, you know my my dad one of my brother and i to learn an instrument when we were young and i chose the violin and my brother chose the trumpet and it, we, we we did them for a few years took lessons and all that and then we put them down and both picked up guitars, you know. <laughs> but uh, so we had bands all through high school and all that. And I was like, I must have been twelve when I picked up the guitar. And uh, what about in school, kind of, you know, Louis? Did you play in school? You know, like the school band or some shit like that. I I didn't. My brother did. I played like in a few musicals on guitar, but I was always effing off and sure. getting in trouble and stuff. But uh. And we had like some psychedelic rock bands and all that, and it was had had a great time. And then you know one member would leave, and then you could never get the band back together. And then finally, Cajun Music caught up with me and my brother, and I I was like hitchhiking around Canada, learning French and learning the and I'd picked up my grandpa's violin, which I now refer to as a fiddle because they're the same damn instrument, but but it's uh. <laughs> And so I was out learning, and I came back from like a summer of hitchhiking through East Canada. My brother had learned accordion. I kind of just, and we just, so we both happened to pick up the lead instruments of Cajun music and then started a band that summer, basically. And a friend of ours named it Lost Bayou Ramblers. So okay. kind of been. Uh, now, where were you? Been, like Quebec or, or Maritime? Yeah, I went, I went to Nova Scotia. Whoa. And I hitchhiked up to Cape Breton, and then I went through. Uh, 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 Moncton, and and then I went up to Quebec and Gaspésie, and and even all the way to Eastern Ontario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hull. I played there, the other side of the river from Ottawa. And, yeah, uh, the most north oh, I've been exactly. was Quebec City. I, I I've yet to go to Maritime. I want to though, one day, one way. Uh, yeah, really, like, tell cool. me about this song. It's, it's, uh, your 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 melody makers, the uh, the Michel yeah. melody, because I want to play this song here called. Uh, Grand Marais. Yeah, it's a yeah Grand Grand Marais. It's well, a Grand Marais. Big sorry, swamp, sorry, sorry. Basically, oh no, I'm just hey, I, you know, I know <laughs> it ain't. It's not evident. Uh, yeah, it's it's an old it's an old traditional song by Dennis McGee, and you know, just one of those ones I've never heard anyone do, and I just such a rad song. I just wanted to do my own version, so uh, yeah, we just just cut that a few. Uh, about a little less than two months ago. All right, let's listen.
from the sea. The lakes on a certain are Was all the bands that dance for Of a song, he saw 
Before we have been these days, yeah. the whole <laughs> <laughs> people offline. We were talking about uh, uh, Quebecois cuss words, like a heavy one is tabernacle. Of course, as soon as I got on yeah. stage, that's the first thing I said. <laughs> uh, we, we heard uh, Grand Marais by Michaud's Melon Makers, then The Blonde in the Mirror by Alex Jong Hungtai, David uh, Marana, uh, Gabriel Ferrandini, Ferrandini, sorry, excuse me. And then uh, from Tokyo, R04, with uh, I, It Got Wet, If Got Wet, that's trippy. Arizona, The Blanks, with uh, I Just Want to Slam. From uh, Brazil, Vermes de Limbo, with Vamo Que Vamo. Uh, Yapi Laura, from Colombia, with uh, Contra Nosostos. <laughs> Those de derived off the Sicilia, huh? Chronic Anxiety out of Philadelphia, part of your world. Houseplants out of Glasgow, still houseplants. Panels, and then uh, one of their collaborators, Quinny, with the the heart, and then finally Stardust Memories, Soundy J, with uh, Mike Rignetta. So, so uh, tell me about this. For, uh, can you remember the first gig that the Bayou Ramblers did, you and your brother? Very well. Uh, it was a little place called Cafe Rue Vermilion on Vermilion Street in downtown Lafayette. A friend of mine started working this coffee shop. Hey, why don't you and your brother come play some of that French music over there? <laughs> I, was, you know, I was like, when, before it was called Zodico and Cajun, people just referred to it as French music. Wow. And, okay. uh, yeah, so we went over there, and uh, on the way there, I stopped at some buddy's house. Like, oh, cool, you're going to play? What are you going to call it? I'm like, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, so in, you know, in uh, tradition of the Misho Brothers family band, they used to, like, They'd always take a walk, like play the Mardi Gras song and parade around. They would like jump on the bar or walk across tables or walk through the kitchen. And we did. We figured we better keep that tradition going. And we walked out the venue and walked into some other bars with our whole party with us and the musicians never stopping playing. And and we walked all through downtown Lafayette and then back into the venue. And we had a wild time. That was our first gig. And I had the foresight to record it. And it's cool because when the recording you kind of hear the music just fade out. And then you hear some people talking behind like, man, I want to drink whatever they're drinking, you know? <laughs> like, and then, uh, so then you we got a recording of your and, first gig. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we released it actually two years ago as a cassette tape for the fundraiser for all the floods we had here in 2016. We called it Rover Million Revival just to kind of benefit, you know, raise some money for some flood. Yeah. Know victims and all that. it was it was bad i mean it was a bad flood and all that but so we decided to put it out there for that just you know one long set you know but uh yeah and uh you know we've changed a lot over the 20 years but still have remained basically the same except just have learned a lot you know and experimented what, a lot so what well what about recording 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, we started like, okay, here's the songs, let's record them all in three hours. And then now, you know, we try to, we try to like get more into the recording process and really, and we've met people we like to work with, namely our buddy Corey Ritchie, who's from, uh, he grew up as a rice and crawfish farmer and cattle raiser in Egan, Louisiana. And now he works for like LCD sound system and all these awesome bands and Lost by you rambling, <laughs> but he's uh, you know he's kind of become our our he understands how we work and we you know he understands what we're trying to do and where our music comes from because he's from here and just been an awesome relationship. So yeah, I mean it's you know it's so nice when you get the chance to go spend some time in a good studio. We go to Dockside Studios here on by on the Vermilion Bayou and uh, you know just just let it flow. <laughs> You know that first recording where you try to do everything in three hours? Where'd you do that? Well, uh, we did it at our... Okay, so we have a, a little camp called the Rookie Paul, the Hanging Wheel. And it's little bitty camp. It's on Bayou Vermilion. And we record our first uh, album there. You know, I was trying to r run the recording equipment. And I'm, I managed to do it. It came out. But uh, we did it exactly. And, and there's a one, little one-room camp. And... Uh, you know, just making coffee and eating boudin and <clears throat> and we got that done. And then come to find out, Dockside Studios was right across the bayou from where our camp is. So it's kinda of like you could see it from there. We didn't even know it was there. So we were like sitting across the across the bayou from this world class recording studio trying to cram everything into, you know, eight channels and uh, I mean like you should for your first album, but uh sure. <laughs> who who runs Dark Side? <clears throat> yeah, Doc Dockside is run by Steve and Wish Nails. And Steve Nails was in a band called uh, Rufus Jogno, and they had a local 45 hit on the jukebox called Opelousas Sostan. Opelousas Sostan, you need to come this way. Everyone around here knows it. And then Steve, uh, he was he's, he said he'll say it himself. He was going too hard, going too hard, and he got in a really bad wreck. Uh, right around where I'm living right now, and uh, and but there was a sign missing where there was a big turn, and he went right off the end and just, I mean, he wasn't supposed to live, and he's still here with us, you know. He he's he's in a in a motorized chair, and he doesn't have full control over his whole body and everything, but yeah. he used everything that he got from this wreck settlement to to build his dream studio. And, uh, you know, he, he has created a place for people like us and so many people to make music. And it's like you can go there and you can just live there for as long as you can afford to. You know, I mean, they and they work with you on, as artists because, I mean, they got all the best equipment, all the Neves, all the no Neumanns, all the all that. And uh, and, you know, they have a house you can stay in and then they got like rooms upstairs and it's on the bayou. It's just the most chill place Oh, is that why it, that's why it's called Dockside. Exactly. Yeah, you could just dock up. You they could, don't you dock could like to take a boat there and tie up. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. I, I, every time I go, I bring my little boat, and then our camp's across the bayou, like I said, and my yeah. dad lives there. So it's great, man. It's just a great, great place to set up camp and make some music. And this, st the stuff that we just played from a couple months ago, was it recorded there? Yes, actually, okay. we we, were, we recorded that whole album in two days, eight songs, and uh, it's funny because I listened to your uh, one of your interviews recently 
you were talking about some, you know, health things and such. And, uh, and, and after this, we finished this album, uh, we finished it in two days and worked our butts off. And then right after I went out to my truck, like, Oh yeah, we finished. I was going to put my rice cooker up cause I'd cook some food for everyone to eat. Yep. And, uh, I jumped out my truck and then I sprained the shit out of my ankle and I'm just getting back on my feet. I mean, like I was almost out for two months and I mean, it was every color in the book at my ankle. And then five, five minutes after that though, our drummer went to get me some ice, came back and then like had a random, this seizure that he's never ever experienced. He's never had a seizure or nothing. And he just stopped breathing and curled up and we were all sitting there around him, like sitting down, holding him. And he came back. They said, call an ambulance. We called the ambulance. They came. The whole place smelled like weed. And like, it was, it was just my, my ankle was up on ice. And it was, uh, it was quite the scene. But we finished the record. And then we played our first gig back. Uh, I had to cancel quite a few gigs because of that. And then we played our first gig back this past Sunday at Tipitina's, actually. Oh, great. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a bad wheel. Oh, man. <laughs> All the stuff you yeah. take for granted when you're healthy, huh? Man, exactly. Amen to that. Every little tiny thing is like huge effort. <laughs> God, exactly. exactly. Now, how old, how old are you now? I'll be 40 in a few months. Okay, so, so yeah, the healing's a little slower as you get a little, a little less younger. <laughs> exactly. I, I know, and I got three kids in this room. <laughs> I know what you mean about that, but I'm glad. Uh, what did he play in the band? So he uh, he he's the drummer. Drummer man. Oh uh, wow! God, yeah. I'm glad he got. And he's okay now. Yeah, well, he checked out fine. I'm, okay. I mean, he checked. He went to all these. He checked out fine. It was a freak thing. He might. It was kind of his. He's 22, and it was his wow. first full length record. And there's some there's some rippers on there, you know. So it's <laughs> right, right. Probably a lot of two step too. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? We we. Hitting it hard, so as you can hear in Good Almighty, I mean, you know, he worked it. <laughs> he worked it, yeah, yeah. Twenty-two, wow. But I bet you he's excited and glad to play. Def, oh, definitely, man. It's uh, how many, yeah, dude, I mean, how many know, dudes in the band, uh, Louis? So there's so there's me on the fiddle and vocals. There's uh, Kirkland Middleton on drums. Brian Weber plays bass, and then Mark Bingham, who. Uh, you might I don't know he's been in all kind of studios and been around for a long time he's been playing guitar with us okay and uh, he used to have piety piety studios in New Orleans and he just moved out to Henderson near the Atchafalaya Basin and has his little studio in his house so he's uh yeah so uh, it's a four piece okay more room in the van look we're at the end of the first <laughs> hour September 18 2018 uh, special guest Louis Michelle hold tight for hour two. September 18th, 2018, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Two short verses of folk songs, which my grandmother used to put me to sleep many, many years ago. This is Vavasar Muto, Lafayette, Louisiana. Danse Kalida, Kudung, Kudung, Danse Kalida, Kudung, Kudung. Monsieur Mazurot dans son grand bureau, il semblait grappot dans un bail de l'eau. Dans ce calida, goudoun, goudoun, dans ce calida, goudoun, goudoun. Monsieur Mazurot, il montait dans le bateau, il tombait dans de l'eau, il mouillait son capot. Dans ce calida, goudoun, goudoun, dans ce calida, goudoun, goudoun. 
sure. I got my brain made a broiler from eye buckets of sun.
around the oval. This group of women took my heart and skated away around the oval. The four team colors intermingle at group speed. The skaters go flying and tumbling. This crowd is on its feet as the jammer screws through without being knocked down. Roller derby flashes and exciting music. The speed and determination of the skaters. The thrill of a close match of the board. The referees whirl around inside the action, sending pissed-off women to the side. When the dolls of discipline await them, a man in a monkey suit rushes across the floor to pull apart two women furiously engaged, fighting over a bad shot on the floor. Now the teams join in as a bench-clearing brawl. The crowd breaks. The crowd roars as fights break out. The crowd, the pen, the clock stands still and penalties flow. But the jams go on and end the period. My heart is into the wonderful roller derby, and these women all try very hard. They give their money to charitable causes and help clean up a section of highway. I can barely keep up with the action. The four teams. Fortunes change so fast, it's hard for me to pick a favorite team. Psycho Kitties, Reservoir Dolls, and the Holy Rollers, and the Quad Squad, who will skate out on the road and play the other leagues in far-off cities. I love every single game. These ladies sweat and strain and rush through. I love the action and the good sports tallship. I love the action around the oval as they fly. I'm really taken by roller derby. Pop, pop, 
qui prend le chemin Va pouper l'outrage et on prend tout l'argent Et l'on fait ses visites quand pape est camp Wow, for Pedro Show, we start off the second hour with Kalanda from Vavasseur Mouton. Oh, yeah. Vavasseur, okay. yeah. Okay. This is something you flowed me. Then uh, Fabian, uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, uh, the, the Vavasseur Mouton? Yeah. Yeah, so this is the inspiration where we got our Kalanda from. Uh, which you know, which you might you might play next or whatever. Just next hour, but, yeah. Uh, we got a version from the last yeah, Bayou Ramblers, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so so this was recorded in Lafayette in the '30s. So the interesting thing about Kalinda, yeah. and this is the title track of our album that we released uh, last year around this time. Yeah. Uh, so Kalinda is from Congo Square, and Congo Square was like you know the only place in America where slaves were allowed to dance and have their music every Sunday and have their own markets and all this. And so Kalinda was a dance that ended up all around the Caribbean and, uh, we, and, and it, and it traveled. Like, I mean, it was played in Congo square as a dance and then the French and the Spanish and everybody kind of made their own versions. So then, but this is what we know now, but before this, all we knew was this new rock and roll song from the fifties called Allons Danser Kalinda. Allons Danser Kalinda right, about a right. girl. Yeah, and so it's about a girl who dances too close, you know, she likes to get real close. <laughs> yeah. Or like or like or kind of the other where the guys want to get close with her. Sure. So she has to bring her chaperone and all that stuff. So it turns out it comes from this Congo Square and Vava Mouton is like the bridge that we found a few years ago, a buddy turned me on to that from this uh, re field recording collection in, in Texas, but it was in Lafayette that was recorded. And uh, yeah, so, and like he's singing this bridge, like the original, well, like, well, like a, the midpoint between Congo Square and the rock and roll song about the dance kalenda, bojum, bojum, you hear the rhythm, dose kalinda, bojum, bojum, dose kalinda. And so it means, Dance the Kalenda, yeah. which you could also translate to dance Kalenda like a girl. So that's how it kind of uh, uh, transitioned and evolved over the years. Man, that's a trip because the next song I played, which is Delta Without You, uh, Fabian Jolivet, Freddie Boyeo, and uh, myself, on the, I did the spiel here. But this Fabian cat turned me on to Congo Square. There's some kind of musical... Uh, kind of association around that uh that's named after that thing there in new orleans Man, yeah what a, what, definitely you know about um, this yeah what a trip okay and then after yeah, that we it, heard the healers I mean, with uh, yeah. out there up by chicago west chicago ish kabibble out of uh, buffalo with jacob's dirty little mustache uh, the emperor's ice cream from brighton england with what you did joe brewer out of madison wisconsin around the oval and finally uncle pot no, rockin' Uncle Pot for Le Ma Crow. Yeah, yeah. Tell me that about that the, one, Louis. Tell me about Le Ma Crow. Le Ma Crow? Yeah. Yeah, Le Ma Crow, it basically means the pimp. And uh, this is part of a uh, this is part of a collection that my record label, Nouveau Electric Records, is going to be re-releasing uh, late, probably next year. It's it's from a record label called Homa Records. 
Yeah. And it turns out I had these 45s, and they're all funky and super interesting, and the French is amazing. Turns out my buddy A.J. Rodriguez, they call him the Boudin Man. He's a DJ at WWZ. Turns out it was yeah. his dad that recorded all these recordings, and I had this one of Rockin' Uncle Pot, and it's Le Macro. It's, about, it's called The Pimp, and it's right. about how whenever my daddy leaves the house, another guy comes over and all this, you know, all this subject matter, so to say. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be humorous, right? But, uh, sure. <laughs> so, so we're going to re- re-release a bunch of those recordings on Homer Records next year. What about, so that's why I include What about this Levy Bandits? Is this one of them? Uh, so, no, so Levy Bandits is this guy... Uh, Chad Falk, he he goes under the moniker Imagine I Am, and he's a super prolific musician who doesn't play any instruments, but just manages to make all this amazing. He plays all kind of crazy instruments, nothing you can name, you know. And uh, and so he takes Lost by Your Rambler songs, he remixes them, puts like his own English lyrics and his own understanding of the music, and we're calling it Levy Bandits as the band. Okay. And so we have a bunch of these remixes going to be coming out, and that's the first one. Oh, that was okay. Our first release for new but it's going to be on your label, right? So you're going to be actually doing like remixes of uh, Bayou Ramblers and then old tiny stuff. Exactly. Yeah, man. Okay, let's listen.
dismiss all the stupid shit that the grown-ups made up. They think that they know better than the earth. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Creator of nature? Nope. You created a monster. Gone come crashing down. Back to back. Even the trees watch the birds and worship the Could be.
Et quand moi j'étais né, l'entend passer avec des grands cheveux noirs, des yeux marrons comme des secours. Et quand moi j'étais né, l'entend passer. Moi j'étais la chère jolie petite fille à mon papa. Pas du tout, ça lui l'avait besoin. Mon cher papa, c'était un pauvre récoltier. Et si mon papa aurait désiré un petit garçon, moi je jamais attendu cela monter. Moi et mon papa et mon cher petit on l'a fait la chasse et on l'a pêché. On l'a pêché au long du bayou Hermion. Pour faire une vie, la vie des pauvres malheureux. Moi, je suis plus mon papa au long du bayou Hermion. Moi, je suis mon vieux chien spécial contre la de Charoki. En travers des annonces, en travers des marées, pour faire une vie, la vie d'un pauvre malheureux. Oh, when I was born such a long time ago, with long black hair, I swear like muscadine. When I was born such a long time ago, I was my papa Sidney Burr's most precious little girl. Not at all what you needed for don't you know. My father, he was a poor farmer, don't you see? If my father desired to have a little baby boy, I surely never did hear him complain For me and my papa and my little brother Jess We hunted and fished and we also trapped Just to make a living along the Vermilion River, don't you see? Just to make a living for the rest of our days I don't follow my papa along the river anymore. I follow my old dog's back through the Cherokees, through the black bear, bushes, and through the Martian, just to make a living for the rest of my life. Watch for Pedro Show. Yeah, that was B from the Levy Bandits, remix of uh, Bayou Rambler, and reinterpreted through a... Uh, some uh, imagination. And we were just saying off air that how do you establish a tradition without experiment? And if you're always bowing down to the past, how can anything go forward? So that's where the Bayou Ramblers see themselves right now. And Louie here, he's got a label that's going to try to embrace both worlds, going forward and being in the now with his own band, but giving respect to the foundation stuff that his uh, music's uh, grounded in. Uh, then we had Boozy Charm from Morse Code out of Pennsylvania. Uh, Jim Ferno out of Spain, Ar Ar Arms Dance. Reese uh, McHenry, 
uh, North Carolina to talk about floods. Jesus. With Heather. Pep Bloma out of Holland with school. Yoko Ono, 85 years old, has a new release, Children Power. And finally, Ethel May Barquet with Chanson, uh, Chanson, a song for father. Chanson for Papa. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about her. So, yes, I mean, that's she was a huge inspiration uh, to me and to our family. She actually grew up in next door to the camp where we recorded our first album. Uh, I used to follow her dad around Sydney Bork, who was on the cover of our first album. And he didn't speak any English, and he raised all his own food. Like, like she said, like he didn't have a Social Security number. He was just like a real living dude that, you know, provided for his family with through his own hard work and barely dealt in money and we were you know hugely inspired by just that that notion and we put him on the front cover of our album we were looking for family members to like okay it hey you mind if we put you down the album and then she found us and she was living out uh, a little far like where her grandpa grew up so she called me out of nowhere and was like uh yeah i have all these songs i want to give you and this was, I mean, we weren't looking for her. We were just, I didn't even know she existed because she moved out before I knew her daddy. Yeah. So uh, my first date with my wife, actually, you know, before we were married, obviously, was <laughs> was I, I said, hey, you want to come pick me up and uh, we'll go see this lady because my wife speaks French, too. And we, you know, it's part of our interest and all that. And uh, she picked me up. I was on, my truck was in the shop. So I was I was on a bike on the corner store with a six pack of beer and, and some boudin at like 10 in the morning. So I was lucky she married me after this kind of, you know, this kind of initiation. <laughs> yeah, right. But then I took her, I took her to Ethel May's house. And I mean, Ethel May was about 72 at the time. She made us a giant gumbo with like chicken feathers and all. I mean, it was like, but this lady is like a survivor. She, she survived just like her daddy did by growing her own garden she had chickens running everywhere she had people that would bring her shrimp and all this and i mean she had not a dime to her name and she sat us down made us eat this giant bowl of gumbo because if we didn't finish we'd be insulting her and uh and uh and then she started singing to us and that was the first song she sang us and it, she explains right before where she says i sang this song to my father for a whole week he was dying. He had pneumonia. His lungs were collapsing. Oh. And he was poor. He didn't have any medication. And he, I said, uh, Dad, you want me to sing in French? And he said, and he nodded yes. And she started singing just like that and wrote that song on the spot for his pain medication. It's about it's about their life. I think you might have heard the English part at the yeah. end there. But, yeah. Wow. So, you know. Yeah, so Huge generation. You used to trippy on music. It could be such a core thing, and then at the same time, some people it's just nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's parallel universes. <laughs> very, very, very heavy. Very, very critical, essential. But then other people, it's just total fluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like on a commercial or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Humans yeah. are a trippy fucking creature. <laughs> so much. Anyway, it, you know, it's righteous that you're documenting this with the label, but still... Hey, hey, young, yeah. young shipmate. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, September 18, 2018. While Pedro show special guest, Louis Michel. Hold tight for hour three. September 18, 2018. It's the third hour.
A lot for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro show. Yeah, uh, started third hour off with St. Mary t- uh, Two-Step. Me and Louie was talking about similarities of like, uh, yeah, double nickels on the dime and uh, stuff people were hearing at Domino Records there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a yeah, said that. And then we had from Pedro here, Lady Hump, a song, a plebes from 30, 35 years ago, What You See Live, a uh, live thing here. I can't remember what the venue was. Uh, Amo and the Stiffers from... Uh, Australia with Pleasure Forever, Mod Vigil, them too, Crime Dog, Drunk Mums. Yeah, all three of those guys. Eventual oh. Ghost. I, I got turned on him by the Slayford Mods, these trippy cats from England. I think I knew Rick. Uh, and then finally, Lost by Ramblers with their version of Kalenda. So what were you thinking when you went in the studio? You know, here, here's a song that's got so many versions, and like you said, the French and Spanish brought it all over the world. And now, what were you thinking to make this version yours? Oh, uh, that's a that's a good question, actually, uh, because I hadn't necessarily thought it out. But you know, when I heard that Vava Sera Mouton version, yeah, it gave me chills because you know, here we're coming from Congo Square, like the only place where slaves are allowed to, you know, dance and keep their language and then you end up with this guy Vavasar Mouton who's a Acadian descendant who says my grandma sang this to me to put me to sleep and it's a it's a Congo Square song about this you know way old school dance and you think about the the how how connected everything really is you know I mean we live in everyone there's so much talk of black and white and all this and I mean in Louisiana we've been dealing with it for so long where it's like well, yeah, I mean, I mean, and the other, I don't even see black and white. They don't even exist. I've never seen a black person. I've never seen a white person. I've seen all shades of everything, a brown. But, you know, and it's like in Louisiana, that's really what, that's really the reality we've lived in for so long because, you know, the, 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 the Native Americans and the slaves and the Europeans and yada, yada, and everyone, you know, gets together because that's humanity. And... I, so I really, you know, with Kalinda, it's really kind of a statement just trying to say we are a complex, diverse people here in Louisiana and everywhere in the world. And you can't, you know, you can't simplify us down to two races or whatever. And it's and, you know, culturally, we have shared so much with each other, you know, no matter what the backstory is, like we have all made each other who we are today. And I mean, I'll be the first to say that. There's been so many contributions to our culture that don't, um, you know, slavery and such and the slaves and their information they brought out. You know, people say, oh, they were just bought and sold. Man, these people are some smart, smart people. And they realize that. And that's why people had a price on them, which is so crazy and sad. But in the end, it's all made us what we are today. And to me, Kalenda and the whole album and, and especially that song is really just trying to say that that life is so much more complex and diverse than we can, than we can give credit to and, and to try to give, to give credit to that. You know I mean? It's, uh, it's some, it's some deep thoughts, but it's, uh, yeah, but it's good stuff. Louis trying to connect with people. You know, I was, I was in Charleston and after a gig once the next day and they took me paddling in some rice plantation and they told me all that irrigation came from cats from Africa. They learned it over there and they brought it over here. I'm going to play the song. Exactly, right. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I wasn't really taught that in school. I had to go learn that by being there. 
Exactly. No one ever taught you that they won. The, they were the ones that brought rice over and knew how to cultivate yeah, it. Absolutely. You know, it's like, hey, that's why. Who, who that's wrote the history? I know who wrote the history. Well, thank God I could get in the Econo line and work that town and find that out. Hey, we're awesome. going to play yeah. a song here, Louis, called "The Stoned," and it's by a band called The Stoned. Yeah, well, it's basically a. It was a. I did the resident. I did a a residency at The Stone at John Zorn's club. In, oh yeah, in, in Manhattan. Yeah, and uh, about two years ago. Yeah, on Avenue C, and uh, so you do you know six days, twelve shows, and they were all different. So I did. 12 different bands basically in this and I took one opportunity to do something I've never done before which was put you know however many people in a room and just improvise the whole time and so this was a <laughs> Spider Stacy of the Pogues who's done a, we've been doing a bunch of stuff with yeah uh, a few guys from a band called the Sun Watchers a few of the Rambers, yeah yeah they play uh, with Eugene Chadbourne oh yeah alright they cool. just You're made right an album with him yeah Nice, good. I'm glad to hear that. He covered some yeah, Minutemen so songs. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, so we just basically just kind of improvised, and that's and so we called it the Stoned.
of spirits and wizards, and he worked much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And he set a graven image of the grove which he had made in the house, of which the Lord had said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. Neither will I make the feet of Israel move any more out of the land which I gave their fathers. Only if they will be careful to do according to all that I have commanded them, and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them.
Definitely. Okay, the last music for this edition, The Stone by The Stone, improv band that Louie put together with uh, some people in Manhattan for John Zorn's uh, Stone. He did a, a 12 gigs in six days. And it was a grinder, but he's glad he did it, right? Then we had uh, Oswald oh, Dobby out of uh, Czech Republic with uh, Ruff. Stellar Martyr with the running rabbits down flames. Paranoid State, they're, they're out of Holland. Moldome in Baltimore, Extinction Cinema number three. And finally, C. Jaru de Alle from the last uh, oh, yes. Lost Bayou Ramblers. Yeah, <laughs> pardon my shitty French. I'm so, so sorry. Oh, of course, of course. Okay, okay. So, so tell us about that tune, Louis. So that tune, actually, that's uh, the, the collaboration we did with Spider Stacy. Speaking of with the Stone, uh, we've been doing a lot of work with him over the last few years because he moved to New Orleans and he's a and people. He's Spider's been awesome. playing. He played with the Pogues, a big band out of England with a lot of Irish roots. Yeah, exactly. He and like whenever Shane didn't sing, he sang. Him and right. Joe Strummer apparently kind of took turns singing for the Pogues when Shane wasn't there. And and then the story goes by Spider that Joe Strummer turned the Pogues onto Cajun music. So yeah, kind of a full circle thing, but. <laughs> but, so yeah so spider's playing whistle on that song and that's an old an old uh cajun tune uh one of the one of the traditional songs on the album most of it's original on that album but you know so much beautiful music out there you can't even get to it all so but that one that one's out over the years and we just decided to record it so and then also with the cover like we were talking about the uh uh you know calendra song calendra song it gets interpreted. So, you know, yeah. I, I doubt you're going to do a straight top 40 cover version. No. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And well, that's, and that's the beauty. It just keeps on going. Like the Vavasar Mouton version is like half Congo square dance. And the other half is this like Napoleon era because, you know, like Louisiana was like the last Napoleonic stronghold as far as people that supported that were Napoleonists. Yeah, and there was this one guy that was not—he was a royalist—and that that song was about him. It's called Monsieur Mazarot on some grand bureau, Mister Mazarot in his office like a big toad in a bucket of water, <laughs> and then the bucket spills over and he loses all his shit. And so they they sang that about him, and he mixed that into he mixed that into Kalinda. So it was uh, <laughs> that's a trip. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a way a trip. So uh, where can people find? Well, tell me first, when is the label going to kick into gear? Uh, well, we released Bay, that uh, that remix, B-Bay, um, on August 24th. So that was our first single, just to kind of have a, uh, a soft release. But uh, we we're releasing The Stoned on September 28th, actually. So, uh, so we're releasing The Stoned on September 28th on LP Vinyl. We're actually going to be in New York with Lost Bayou Ramblers and are doing a release show for The Stoned and The Melody Maker, so a double release for two different albums on two different labels uh, at Sunnyvale in Brooklyn on September 28th. Okay. And, and where can people find out about your label on the web? Yeah, so it's Nouveau Electric, uh, N-O-U-V-E-A-U, electric.com. And then we have a band camp, which is bandcamp.nouveauelectric.bandcamp.com. And then we're on all the, the usual channels and such, and then we have some social media and all that. But uh, 
Yeah, brand new, you know. So we starting starting from the starting from the bottom, and it's uh, pretty exciting. Right, right. And so right away, the first you got this single out now with uh, the B, yeah, from uh, Levy Bandits, and then the Stoned. And what what do you got planned after that? Bayou Ramblers. <clears throat> uh, well, there's a Bayou Ramblers session from the Stone that are recorded, so I'm gonna release all twelve of those over the next few years. Oh wow! Uh, but well. Yeah, so I recorded all twelve of them. It's some real interesting how, stuff. How did you uh, record them, Louis? Uh, on on like a a Tascam field recorder, like an eight channel uh, mobile unit. So you know? you're still a lot uh, able to mix. Yeah, yeah, we have a good good bit of mixing capability. And Kirkland, the 19 year old drummer at the time, recorded them all. <laughs> Whoa! And uh, so he so, carried you know, around. A, he must have carried around a bunch of mics. Yeah, we, we, we brought as much stuff as we could. We had, you know, friends up there that helped us out and gave us some equipment to use. And okay. It was fun, man. It was just like all kind of comings and goings of equipment and musicians and ideas and parties. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we managed to record all 12 of them, and uh, we're going to be releasing those over the year, over the next year or two. Uh, one of my next re- releases is actually going to be Ethel Mae Bork's field recordings that I made. Oh. So, uh so yeah, she uh she has like I mean 20 well, about 18 songs that she wrote some up most of them and some of them are traditional but they're her own version. So most of them are a cappella and some of them myself and my uncle David play with her in. And uh so I'm going to be releasing those uh those probably, are probably in November. Louis, those are probably one of a kind of recordings. Man, exactly. I mean, at the time, yeah, at the time we were just recording and filming because she was just such a character. She ended up passing away, uh, by the way, a few years ago. She got evacuated during Hurricane Gustav and went up to Arkansas to stay with her son. Then she ended up passing away up there, so I never got to see her again. But we did do a few live performances with her. I mean, just this, like she was like 75 at the time when we did the performances, and she's just a jolly, just super amazing person that you know i mean uh it's just hard to even describe what how much i learned from her but so i want to put her music out as one of my next i think in november so uh okay. pretty yeah it, much you know respect, and, and it's, it's kind of like it, thank you <laughs> yeah lucky to be lucky to have been there you know absolutely and everybody nouveau electric it sounds like a lot of great music's gonna be coming out so please check out it's been a great honor to have you on board louis truly uh, oh, that's my big honor! So amazing. If you want to come on again when uh, when some new releases, we can play the new stuff, especially you know from uh, <laughs> Ethel May. Please come on yeah. back aboard, okay? Oh, thanks so much, Mike. Man, it's been a pleasure. You too. Keep on keeping on, brother. All right, hey, people. It's been All September right, 18, you, 2018 edition of Wife for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>